Welcome to your favorite internet podcast in the world. It's the No Class Podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Matt, your internet friends holding it down here, your chummiest chums from the interwebs, keeping you company mm-hmm. in the isolation. Yeah, Just play our podcast over you're and over. Socially isolating. Well, that's the part of the podcast that you get to hear. Now let's see how much of the rest of this you get to hear. Tune us out Let now. the edits begin. <laughs> and we're raw dogging. I mean, we're doing this one just without a, a parachute. So we have talked a little bit about the Coronas going around. Yeah. And I, for one, didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. How about you? Did you want to bring up the subject? Well, you know I had mentioned it before and got <clears throat> shot down. but you know. Because I don't like to put anything political on the podcast. Right. No, because people have very strong opinions about everything nowadays. And I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. Well, and plus, if someone listened to this, haha, like that's going to happen three years from now, they'd be go, oh, yeah, that's when that Corona Remember shit that. is going on. Yeah. So it kind of dates the cast, but whatever, man. Um, but, you know, the thing is, we usually start most podcasts talking about our, whatever upcoming event we're going to or we're Long Con Spring. Long Con Spring, exactly. We have to we pimp our own product, so to speak. Pimp it ain't easy. And no, it ain't. And uh, But this kind of has bearing because we've had quite a few people reach out to us privately or posting on social media, you know, about, hey, is it going to happen? What do you have in place? And like I've told them, because uh, we kind of joke about our little – uh, idiosyncrasies that I'm, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. So we've you're all, a lot of a germaphobe I'm, I'm with good reason. Down. Yeah. Well, you know, because well, he know, works in the medical field. Works in the medical field. I know I see this stuff. I know it can happen. If anybody should be taking precautions, it's you. Yeah. And so it just kind of overlaps here that the very first con I, we had a damn uh, big thing of hand sanitizer on every table. We usually put out a post Kind of jokingly, but not jokingly about, you know, good hygiene, like the be sure and get three square males at least six hours reese, wash your damn hands. Um, You know, so there's that. So we've already always done those things. We're going to continue to do them. And the venue itself, which is always very clean, very hygienic, they've even taken extra steps. They've got hand sanitizer stations. And they're not doing their, like, like their breakfast is not where everybody's coming and spooning stuff up. Like everything, you order it and they bring it to you and it's made for you with only one set of hands wearing gloves or whatever. Um, And so they had talked about having food for spring and we've talked about like someone said, how about a buffet? And everybody turned to that person and said, are you not paying attention? You know what I mean? No, no buffets where people can sneeze, breathe, five people handling the spoon, whatever. Um, But we say all that. Yeah. And then, you know, basically... Like a we lot don't of, know what we're doing yet, if yeah. that's what you're driving at. Yeah, a lot of cons have postponed, canceled. Uh, I got a feeling we're one of the last ones remaining open that's in this time frame. Yeah, we had a guy reach out to me. He said, are y'all going to cancel? And I said, no, we don't plan to. And he goes, thank you, because all the other cons I've looked forward to going to in the first part of the year are all canceling or pushing back. And, yeah, Gary you know, Con shut down. Yeah. Chupacabra just shut down. Yeah. NTRPG is waiting and seeing. Alcon got, Alcon got shut down by the city of Dallas, Dallas yeah. County. MagCon. Yeah. I think they're pushing back, postponing. Yeah. Um, so it's not that we're, we, we take this seriously. And I mean, there's, there's definitely a gray area. 
Um, and I don't want to get into that because, like Eddie said, people someone it turns political be, in a hurry. Yeah, it turns political, you know. But I always get aggravated when like it was like me if I was trying to argue with somebody that works in the oil field about the oil field or something, and they've worked in it for thirty years. I'd hope they'd go sit down and shut up. I've done this. Well, I've worked in healthcare for thirty years. No offense, I've got a better perspective than eighty percent of the people. But I don't want to go into that. Right. Um, but anyway, because someone's going to get offended or butthurt or go, well, you know. Um, well, the thing is, we started with basically self-quarantine yourself for two weeks. Yeah. And now it's kind of a month yeah, or six months or 18 months. Who knows how long this is going to try and drag out? Yeah. Because we felt pretty safe being more than a month away. And we're still mm-hmm. more than a month away right yeah, now. I would hope that they'll we're flattening the curve, as they say. People are isolating. I'd like to think this is going to peak and it's going to begin to wane. And I think, you know. Um, as the warmer days will help, you know, but what, but again, if we have something in place that like people try to say, well, it's a law. No, it's not a law yet. These are the CDC has suggestions, guidelines. The government has guidelines, suggestions. These different companies have guidelines or suggestions. Um, like we, one thing that's brilliant is we've got the whole venue space to ourselves, So yeah. we can spread For those of out. you that came last time, it's, like the ballroom, which can be split in half, and then two more separate rooms. So we have, yeah, well, f- actually probably six separate spaces that we yeah. can use. And we're even talking about, um, I, we, I might rent, because they need people renting rooms, we might rent some suites and put ch- tables and chairs in there. Sweet. So people can spread out. And you get your own ooh-la-la you know, gaming space. But so people that are wondering about, well, I've heard... 50 people or less, we got that covered. People are yeah, like, well, I've heard 10 or less. that's the virtue of being tiny. We've got you covered. Yeah, the spring con's not going to be big as November, and actually this is a strength right now. Right. Yeah, we can we can, we can keep it to groups of 10 or less easily. Well, listen so, to this one, know. folks. We could send the vendors home, and that's going to bring that number down even that much more. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something to consider. Yeah. And you have to be able to see Matt's face right now when you say send the vendors home. Yeah, that one single tear of gravy rolled down my cheek. Wait, wait, no, that's pork grease. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Part of it is how long can people stay on lockdown realistically? Yeah, I get stir crazy. So, I don't know. We're not shut down yet. The boot could drop at any moment, though. We could get shut down by the hotel. We could get shut down by the state. Federal government, who knows? See, I'm waiting for well, martial law at this point. But anyway. But but so, I'm, I hope to put this in the right way in that... Um, as always, we're not we're not gonna make any money off this. So why are we still wanting to do it for you? You know, we appreciate you. You know, the fans, the people that turn out. We appreciate you, the people that run games. We're not gonna scorn anybody that doesn't come out. If you're if when the time comes, but at this point where we stand right now, and that's it's fluid. Is mm-hmm. we want to do this, and unless we're told we can't, we're gonna do it. And there's a lot of reasons we think it's okay. Yeah, we, we, we can space we're out. We're thinking. We're smaller than 50. Mm-hmm. It's your local populace. We mm-hmm. don't have special guests flying in to give you Some the crud from somewhere giant. else. Yeah. All of our cons, we've had a good history of no con crud. Yeah, and that's saying something. I mean, I, kudos to us because usually cons, we'll hear later, oh, man, I got the con crud. Nobody's talked about the con crud at our cons, knock on wood. You yeah. Know. But because, I mean, rel- these are people that are in your exposure population already or however you want to say that 
these are the people that are in your neighborhood, in your circle. Yeah, we've got a lot already. of germs. Or, and, and then, and like I said, we have a plan in place for like in between rounds. We're going to wipe down everything with Clorox wipes. Um, we're going to encourage people, don't touch your damn face, wash your hands. We'll have signage up to help prompt people to remind them, you know. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, hopefully you can appreciate, dear listeners, that you know, if you're coming to the con, and of course you are, um, that we have a plan in place, you know. So, if you're listening to this, you're probably coming to the con. Yeah, and we appreciate you for it. And and if not, like I said, oh, well, we'll see you in November, if not at NTRPG. Yep. And so there's that. Um, do we have something else to add to that? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so, okay. Got that. So feel free to chime in with your thoughts. Yeah, please. No, definitely. As usual, um, at the no class RPG podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook. Or make a comment on this podcast. Yeah. Right below there, you can make a comment. Absolutely. Please do. Well, speaking of all this social distancing, before it really got going too much, I had a game demo at Geek World. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and I did that because I was pretty sure everybody else was going to be locked down and I was pretty correct on that. I was able to keep my commitment and not get myself exposed to anything. So the game that I was demoing was Imhotep The Duel. There is a full version of that game that's been out for a while. This is a two-player version. The other one is, I think, two to four players. So this is the boil-down version. It's a lot simpler. It made me want to check out the full game. Me and Matt started a game of it, and I think he was interested in what little bit he got to no, play. I, I was intrigued. I'm like, I, I would gladly play a game or two of that. It looks like fun. So the point of that is you're trying. You're both. You're in ancient Egypt, and you're trying to build your monuments before the other person. You're trying to acquire, make you know the greatest uh, monuments to yourself, sort of thing. Collect all the points. Uh, it's fairly easy, simple to understand, but it's got a complex strategy. Once you do that, it's one that it's like, oh, okay, I can open this up out of the box like we like, mm-hmm. learn this game, and then it continues to grow. Because it, it breaks my heart. I own some really great games that have won accolades, but you open the box and just the sheer number of pieces and stuff, you're like, oh, my God, it just seems so daunting. You just, mm-hmm. just quietly put the lid back in place and push it back in that cabinet and go, well, one day. Yeah, wait for it to get covered with dust. Yeah. But I'd say it's around the 15 to $20 price mark. Just sweet spot. Yep. Uh, it's a two-player game, which is good sometimes. You know how often you play. Sometimes it's like, I can't get anybody together. And other times it's like, well, I got the whole gang here. I can't just do a two-player game. But this is a good one, I think. It opens up the the full game to you. It's kind of like, why don't you try this? And if you really like that, move on up to the full game. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how much the full game is? About 40 bucks. Yeah. Which but is it's got nice for... wooden pieces and it's mm-hmm. even more complex. Yeah. And even the, the, the cardboard bits were that good quality gauge of cardboard and the, uh, the artwork on them, the ink is, is, is it's a really quality looking. Piece. Yeah. And it's a good, Imhotep, the dual version, kind of like a time killer, a filler game, the appetizer game while you're waiting for everybody to show up, which was how we were playing it the other day. We were waiting everybody for the game group to show up. Mm -hmm. So we're like, yeah, we can knock out a game of this in like 30 minutes if that. It's quick. We were willing to the game and having never played it, and I'd grasped the the bare bones of the concept, and you know, I think we were both playing it correctly, and it seemed interesting. You know, and already we're starting to see ways to like, aha, I'm going to activate my thing 
on your you know, off your guys, and you're like, wait a minute, you can do it. Oh, okay, yeah, you know. So it was neat. So I'm gonna give it the coveted four star rating. Ooh. I it playing that really made me want to check out the full version. Mm-hmm. I am looking forward to that. So hopefully I'll get to play that sometime soon. Geek World has the full version available for your purchase right now. Nice. They have a great selection of board games. Yep. Love those guys. Can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that new uh, venue is is really sweet. Yep. And for your protection, they've closed down their back rooms and they've changed their hours too. So if you decide to go over there, be, be make aware. sure you check the Facebook yeah, yeah. or Googles and see what their current hours are. Yeah. But that was uh, Thames and Cosmos that sent us that game hmm. to check out. So thanks to them. Really good game. I want to play it a lot more. Yeah, I, I'd love to check that out. All right. Any other business before we get to the main topic? Well, you know, for anybody that cares, probably not. But we're playing. Uh, we're socially isolating, but we're still being able to hang out. Us pals. Oh, yeah. Fallout 76 on the, the PS4. And um, so our characters are right around level 50. Yeah. And uh, we were doing a quest called Belly of the Beast, and it was pretty epic. We had a, a cool fight. Yeah, so while you're socially isolated, if you're an owner of a PS4, think about that. Get your internet buddies to internet help you with your internet game. Yeah. Be happy to uh, clan up with you guys sort Absolutely. of thing. Team up. Yeah, I was going to say, Eddie makes damn guns, and I make good you know sledges and... Um, Power fist and whatnot. Melee. So, yeah, melee. You can do everything melee, right? Yeah, and yeah. I can do everything gun. Yeah, so there's that. So we can hook you up. Yeah, we just need one person probably to come in and be the armor, armorist, power armor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because his build is like a stealth, and I'm I'm a non-power armor armor build. So, but and I can I can make, but just, gosh, it's coming up with the ballistic cloth to make uh, a lot of the high-end armors, like the marine armor. You, I got to go farm more ballistic cloth. You should ask your buddy. You got a lot of. He might be cloth. sitting on a bunch of it because yeah. I don't, don't make armor. It. That's right. Yeah. I need. Well, yeah. There you go. See. But I won't lie. What I love is if if I go, darn, I need ten. I do a quick search on the internet, and it's like, oh, there's this one place that's nothing but tin cans, like an old Super Duper Mart, or uh, I need plastic. Well, you know, like if you need springs. There's a millions of clipboards at the place where we had to do the, the fitness test, the military base. Because mm-hmm. think about all the clipboards, you know. So it was funny because there's a spring. Anyway, so like it's a great spring harvesting place. But anyway, enough about that. I just thought for anybody who might be interested, we've been having a lot of fun with FO76. And yeah, definitely if anybody wanted to, to clan up, come on. Yep. yep. Get with the program. Come on. All right. So. Do we have to get to the the topic of the episode now? I don't have to. Oh, all right. What did you want? What else did you want to talk about? No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might have some other uh, uh, stuff to talk about. Uh, I will say I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but our good buddies, uh, two smart guys and a friend, are back on. Oh, good. I was kind of concerned. You know, they were. I, I mean, genuinely. So they're uh, two episodes into this new run. Oh, cool. Which is one smart guy and one friend. Oh. But. Pretty good, pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, everyone's still alive and friends. Okay, good. So check that out. Uh, you won't get that much of the story yeah. <laughs> from their podcast, but I yeah. guess we don't need that much of the story. Because yeah. I almost could have swore on Facebook I saw Doc might have been selling his house. So I was like, what's going on? Wow. And, yeah, because I like Doc and that bunch, and kind of we haven't seen him in a while. They, you know, they didn't make the last con, so we were kind of like, hope everything's okay. And then, 
Yeah. Well, if he's selling the house, I might have to pick it up, move back over. <laughs> That's a freaking mansion. It's a castle. What are you talking about? It's got yeah. turrets and a gate and ballistas and <laughs> guards with halberds. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no, it's nice. It's nice. But uh, yeah, we just want to give a shout out to them and say welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. We might not be doing this. We probably wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them. We absolutely wouldn't. So we wouldn't have had the the hubris. The send them hate mail. Yeah. If you hate us, hate them more. <laughs> you can blame NTRPG right. for us having a con, uh-huh. and you can blame two smart guys and a friend for us having a podcast. Yeah. Because we go, you know, if you know what you're doing and throw some money at it, you can do a hell of a thing. So we go, well, what if we do it so-so and don't put any money into it? <laughs> you get an okay product like this, <laughs> which is good. It's good for us. Ouch. It's self-depreciating, self-depreciating. Absolutely, absolutely. The hum- humble, so humble. So welcome back, guys, and welcome, dear listeners, to the first installment of what I hope is going to be a lot. This one is How to Wizard. How to Wizard. Dun, da, da, da. And folks, you have some expert wizard players here today. Oh, my. Expert wizard. None more than Matt himself. Ooh, well, you know, it's funny. I don't think I've even played one wizard in fifth edition. Really? Because everybody else wants to play one. Well, I will say... Um, it was a rite of passage when I finally got to play a wizard in this group. Right on. You had to earn that. Oh, and still, there's people I'm like, I don't trust you to play a wizard. Which we've been really, Cody, really <laughs> kind. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that the Cody Hurdle that owns the Longview Computer Center? You know, if you've got computers in your house, uh-huh. they're all over the place. I they know. multiply. I know. They get into all the corners and cupboards. Uh-huh. They're just there. Yeah. You need them centralized. You do. You need them in one location. Yeah. That's why there's the Longview Computer Center. Center. They will centralize all, all your computers. computers. And then if you need ink, they got ink. What's the other side of it called? Well, speaking of that, it's Cartridge World. Cartridge World. But speaking of that, did you see in the Locals Love Us? Locals do love them. Did you see the latest episode for Longview Locals Love Us has come out? No. Oh, well, on us, uh, out of the events, mm-hmm. we're in the top five. Yay. Of course, so we got listed in there. But Longview Computer Center dun, 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 is in the top three, I believe. Ooh la la, the coveted top three. And our good buddy Cody has a full half-page ad. Oh, Ushantan. So we will never be buying you lunch again. Yeah, sorry. Or buddy. loaning you money in any way because you are rolling <laughs> in the dough, Cody. He's rolling in it. <laughs> so if you know him, hit him up for a loan. He's a good guy. Ask him for money. He'll He's do it. Heart of gold. Oh, that's we love awesome. you, Cody. Hey, now, good, good for Cody, man. He, it's, it's much deserved accolade. Um, but anyway, back to yeah. The so to the topic, wizard. Yeah. yeah. So when I finally, I, you guys had been playing for I don't know how long, too long, forever. Mm-hmm. So I have you and Gary and TJ in that group. Oh yeah, TJ plays a damn good wizard. Don't so, fool you. Getting to yeah. Once I finally got to drive, once I got to take the wheel of the wizard, I was like. The torch has been passed. I've been entrusted yeah. entrusted with this, and yeah, yeah, don't screw it up. Yeah, and no, it was it was great. You do uh, excellent. I'm you can play a wizard at my table anytime, and oh, yeah. I will. There you go. So I think you've got probably just a ton of notes this time. So, uh, what did you want to kick it off with? I was going to talk about the generic all across the editions, some of the features of the wizard. But yeah. if you had somewhere else you wanted to start. Feel free. It, it, it's kind of uncanny how many times we won't compare notes and then we find out we're 
on a similar wavelength. But yeah, it's kind of like Wizards Through the Ages because those of you that I know we have some listeners that have like come into gaming at, at Fifth Edition, and so to kind of know like to appreciate where you're at is you know where you came from. It's like early like first and second edition Wizards. Um, well, I'll, I'll get back to that. But anyway, like okay, so like basic Wizard stuff that you might go well. That's pretty basic. Who doesn't know that? But I guess if someone's like, oh, I've never played a wizard and I've been interested. Yeah. You know, like first things first, your highest attribute, if you're playing a system where you get to apply points, is going to want to be intelligence. And then after that, it's a question of decks or constitution. It's like, uh, I've always leaned more towards constitution. as me, though. You know? And I'll take the sexy dexy. There you go. And then, so, I mean, basically the wizard is like the glass cannon, you know, the artillery back in the, the, the rear, you know. Yeah, um, you're gonna have low hit points mm-hmm. and a crappy AC. Yep. Now, mind you, fifth edition again is more forgiving because nowadays instead of a die four, and think about that, die four hit points, you get a die six. But out of the party, mm, you still, you're still the squishy. You, yeah, definitely. Because whereas rogues used to be a D six, I think maybe they're they're a D eight now. I think in fifth edition. As a wise man once told me, don't start me lying. Exactly. But anyway, so as far as there's types of wizards. And that's something that, um, you know, I could go on it, you know. We'll go ahead. Okay, but Talk about know. that a little bit. Are you going to be a controller or a blaster or a, what are you going to play? This is too funny. We, we're using literally the same nomenclature. So, yeah, there's like controllers, blasters, augmenters, summoners, and there might be other subtypes. And, but that goes into the schools maybe. But basically like. Um, Matt's a controller. Exactly. I've always liked to play the controller slash augmenter. And so the thing about it is, and it's funny, most people, when they think wizard, they gravitate evocation blaster and that's fine. Not the last wizard, but the last wizard I played before that was a blaster. Yeah. And I like what they've done with fifth edition. If you, if you go that route, you specialize as an evoker, um, you know, you can do the thing where you can, uh, take some of your allies out of the blast area, which is brilliant because like I said, people take for granted old school D and D many a time that warrior would win initiative. He'd rush into the melee and the wizard goes, I'm just going to drop a fireball knucklehead. wish you'd kind of held back or waited or whatever. And boom, you, if you drop the fireball, you're hitting your ally. Well, especially playing theater of the mind. Yeah. Hey, you're all in this room and it's 20 by 20 or something. I drop a fireball. Yep. We just screwed up. If you have a draconian GM who might go, well, you don't, you're not really visualizing this in your mind. Are you sure you want to do that? And that's when you go, oh, wait, yeah. But and if you how many times fireball, have you been in a game with somebody that dropped the fireball and you're like, no, old school D&D. we don't want this fireball. We're talking about, I remember a, a classic fight where my character was hoisted aerially by a swarm of um, little demon, demonic creatures and they're just tearing me to bits. You know, it's a swarm. And my buddy, I said, throw the fireball up in here. And he's, Fire like, up amongst he's us. like, I'll kill you. And he's like, I'll kill you. If, if you don't do something, they're going to kill me anyway. And then they're going to come for you. And he dropped the fireball. And man, talking about he did just enough damage that if I saved for half, I had li- I was exactly zero or whatever. And so, but it, it totally wiped out the swarm and my bo- character's body clump falls to the ground, you know. But I'm like, yeah, you saved the day, man. But yeah, there wasn't any excluding me from the blast. Whereas in know. fifth edition... You can you can you can that. go you yeah. know friendly fire bomb down on this position yeah and exclude us all hooray yeah I mean I'm once again I, I kind of joke about oh fifth edition Candyland but whatever but like controllers are like you know like the enchantment charm kind of like controlling and then there's but also you control the combat 
Um, like blasters, obviously, that's the evoker. Your magic missiles, lightning bolts, fireballs. Uh, nowadays, burning ray or whatever. Um, but like then again, uh, you know, summoners. There's some builds through the years where you could summon those creatures and maybe augment them. And man, you know, you could clean house. Like, oh, you summon a troll or something. And but I think modern summoning. Yeah, it's not been so good. Yeah, not so good. But and it's different through the years versions of D and D. Um, but the augmenter, and I'll make a point about that. Make a point. Um, here's the thing: is you go to cast that fireball. Oh, they save for half. You cast finger of death. They save. That was a wasted round. Nothing happens. It's it's, it's all or nothing. Augments on your allies. Those don't get resisted. They're effective mm-hmm. every time. Because nothing would infuriate me more than I just feel like I've wasted around. If I cast some spell on the enemy and they save against it, I'm like, wow, what a wasted, you know, turn. Kind of like you're better off to bless than to bane. Exactly. You know, it, I, if your cool, spell is going to land if, and if, you know if, it's going to land. Yeah. And you know what? Here's well, you know, I was thinking I probably wouldn't have any props to give fourth edition, but fourth edition was when they first instituted spells that like, well, if they fail, it does this. And if they save, it still does this. And I love that personally because it just was so infuriating as a wizard player that your spell did nothing you know it's just mm-hmm. it's it's all or nothing pass or fail and i hated that because it just feels like well i really wasted my round you know because spells through the additions have been a rare precious like right you know so you were it, it's a resource yeah it's a it's a it's a valuable limited resource um but i like that because like we said augmentation hey that's a useful round and you're helping your fellow players do what they do and do it better if they don't appreciate that well i mean which some won't, but yeah, but what did you do? I made you do what you do better. Here, here's haste. Oh yeah, you got an extra attack. I raised your deck save. I almost said reflex, deck save, and it raises your um, your movement speed and all that stuff. I've made you do what you do way better. You know? Yeah, there was one that we were playing recently that I was playing the wizard, and were you the paladin? You were the fighter of some sort. Yeah. The one that Gary ran for us not terribly long ago where we were all up with the air elementals and such. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was playing um, uh, uh, Argentus King. Argentus King. So my wizard, I think that was back to my blaster, put a haste on you and then was just dropping fireballs on our position as we were getting overrun. And it was like, you know, if you think about how much extra damage your character got to do that turn, plus my fireballs, Mm -hmm. that was just an amazing round of damage. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the wizard. Absolutely. Uh, now, and I'm telling you, I mean, not to brag, but I'm going to. In in 3.5, my Mystic Theurge, which is like a cleric wizard, there were fights that people would go, game over, man, we're done. And I would pull our fat out of the fire with the creative, intelligent use of a selection of spells. And, I, and that's what I feel has been kind of maybe lost a little bit. But it's still there. But, I mean, back in the day, you really could shine more if you were the guy that knew, or gal, what spells to load and when to use them. All right. Limited resources. But before we get too far off the track, yeah. do you have any more on, I guess, the styles of wizard? Well, I mean, we could expound upon those, but I just touched Expound on if you want to. Well, I mean, like I said, I think some of it's kind of self-evident. Everybody's on lockdown. Yeah. They're waiting for you to entertain them, Matt. Yeah. Entertain well, them. Well, I mean, we, we touched on that. We'll, we, okay. Would you Feel like good to expound on one of those, like the controller or the blaster, you know? No. I'll just say that they all have their different virtues. Mm-hmm. You can have, I don't want to say, neither of these is wrong. Because there's, it's not wrong if you do mm-hmm. it this or that. But if you're going to be a blaster, for example, mm-hmm. why not be a sorcerer? Yeah. And again, it's not a wizard, but that's an arcane casting class. Because guess what's cool is, 
combinations of spells can take it from a really like that spell's cool and that spell's cool, but you combine them and see sorcerers can quicken spells. You know what's cooler than a fireball? Two, Two fireballs. fireballs when you put quicken in there. Exactly. That quicken, man, it's and, and I'm I'm glad again, people hopefully you can appreciate in, in the earlier editions of D and D, I'm kind of jumping around. Um, when you got your first third level spell at fifth level, like hooray, you got one spell. And so everybody picked fireball. Oh, you're jumping around. And it did your your uh, you're a fifth level wizard. It does five die six. An average fireball is that level in that game was seventeen points of damage. Now early D and D monsters didn't have as many hit points. So, but still. 17 points. So how nice once again. And it was a high risk spell for the party. Yeah, because you might drop it on the party. Uh, or if like lightning bolt, it's going to do five die six if you take it. Oh, and if there's a brick wall. Wait till it bounces. Yeah, and you hits that wall and bounces back and hits the party and you, you know, whatever. That's when you roll. You've never seen so many fives and sixes. But otherwise, the average fireball in first and second edition D&D is going to do five die six at fifth level. So, I mean, it's going to do 17 points on average. The monster saves for half, which they probably will. Wow. They're going to take eight, nine points of damage. Yeah. It's, and, but then if you're a lot of ones and twos, it's just this popcorn fart. Um, so, really nice at fifth edition. Now, the base fireball, when you get it at fifth level, does eight die six. So, it's a little sexier. I mean, those yep. three extra dice are kind of nice. And uh, we've talked about this a lot before the show. No, we haven't. But I was going to say, let's stick with basically the first tier of wizard mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll talk about the higher stuff as we go we're going to use fireball probably as an example for a lot of stuff but we're also going to do a little portion towards the back end of this where we talk about maybe the must-have spells yeah and just to keep it from taking forever we'll only stick with maybe level one and level two spells yeah. and then we can come and revisit your must-have higher level spells yeah because we could pontificate this oh, yeah. forever indefinitely so i mean you know your ac's the probably the worst in the party um your hit points are the lowest or whatever so i mean it's just a given you're going to want to stay out of combat but there's always exceptions you know um like the augmenter as if you pick that as a class the at will little benny you get gives you a a shield of hit points Mm -hmm. and there might be times where the the fighters down the clerics moving in trying to heal them you might run in and take a couple of hits just to kind of give the cleric and fighter around to get their their s together you know but then that's you know, those are exceptions to the rule, but otherwise stay out of combat, you know, and honestly, that's even mm-hmm. look at the cleric. who has got good armor and uh, better hit points. They need to stay the hell out of combat as well. You don't want your healer to go down, you know, but there's exceptions to every rule. So talking about like first and second edition D and D yeah, you had a die four hit points and one spell. Well, how about this? Okay. How do you make up for having a crappy AC and having low hit points? Well, like I said, stay out of the combat. Stay out of the combat, and like again, there's the choice with either you go Dex to have hopefully a better AC, so you maybe don't get hit, or if you go, you know what, if you're a negative Nelly, I'm going to get hit. Then raise your con so you've got more hit points than the typical wizard. So you, those are going to probably be your like there might be that one oddball guy who's like, I want to be a face man wizard. I'm going to go high charisma. Man, knock yourself out. You know, break those uh, stereotypes or whatever. But just be prepared to remember you're going to. You know, and also things you can do, like people forget, drop prone. If you're in the middle of the party exactly. That's one and of the there's archers, drop prone. Talk about Think outside the box. Get low. Get low, you know. Boom, now you're way harder to hit with those range attacks. Think about some of your must-have spells 
Mm-hmm. So, but we'll get into that. I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah. But that's what I wanted to say is think about your weaknesses. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that we don't want to talk about on this one, but maybe at some future episode, is how to really cheese out your character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'll tell you, the you one bring... that mine was, my blaster was a level of cleric. So he's walking around in like full plate armor, mm-hmm. it was throwing hilarious. fireballs. When it's like that's a that's a fourteen that hits you right, and he's like, "Nope, go, mm-hmm. go fish." But yeah, you talk about cheese. You bring the crackers, we'll bring the cheese. <laughs> you know, we can, we can do it. We can do it. So let's talk about first edition. Okay. The uh, we'll talk about. You only got one spell. Sleep. So that is exactly the correct, perfect answer. Let me whip out. I've got the actual yeah. books here with us today, so yeah. let me whip out the book. But like, like I said, like first and second edition, your wizard had die four hit points and one spell. No cantrips. Cantrips now, mind you, uh, I think it was around the time of second edition. It might have been before then. Mine's a little fuzzy. But um, they, the Unearthed Arcana book introduced cantrips. But here's what sucked. You had to give up your one first level spell to get the few little cheesy cantrips. And they were still fire and forget, just like spells. So honestly, it's like, ugh, do you want to give up your one spell? All right, but, yeah. here's your first level spell list. Yeah. Affect normal fires. Ooh la la. A winner right there. Yeah. Please take that as your one spell that you get to cast. But here's the, the thing is, forget if you got to pick. A draconian old school D&D, a lot of times, there was a list in the DMG you rolled against to see what spells you got at random. So you'll have more spells in your spell book. You can prep just one, though. You can yeah. only have one only fired prep. up and ready you, to go. And you might have four spells in your book that your mentor sends you off into the world with, but you can only have one prepared. Burning Hands. That's a pretty good one. That's kind of a, a standard classic. Yeah. It's meh. I'll give it middle of the road. Yeah. It's got more of a reputation or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a classic, but yeah. charm person. Now, in the earlier game, that could be highly abused, and it did, yep. did get abused. God, it was fun. It was a good one. Comprehend languages. That that could very that situational. Very situational. But, but that can be another adventure-breaking spell right there. That's the one you'd have on a scroll in your back pocket, see, 100%. for those times when you need it, you know. Dancing lights. And that's a good one. I've used Detect that. Detect magic. Yeah. See, that's one that you want to have on all the time to be able to cast, mm-hmm. but you only have one spell. Yeah. So like, a lot ugh. of this, it gets into get a scroll. Yeah. Enlarge. And that one was decent in early D&D. Erase. Because remember, a lot of these could be reversed, by the way. You could just simply say, I want to cast a revert, or did you have to prepare it as a reverse version? You had to prepare it as a reverse. Enlarge, you could make them smaller, you know. Erase. Yeah. Do you remember erase? I think that's Vaguely. just mundane erasing it's, stuff. It's yeah. not like I erased this guy from existence. But but if let's say here's what's funny is it's such a cheesy, forgettable first level spell. I think if someone had like power word death, well, how do you get rid of this magical writing? I think a, the lowly first level spell might have, could be a way to, but I could be talking out my butt. I don't know. Featherfall. Another one that's very situational. But a lifesaver when you need it. So that's one where you need a like ring. the ring of spell storing ring of or <laughs> ring of feather fall or the contingency spell once you get up that high. Mm-hmm. And what's thank goodness it's a reaction spell. I think back in the day the nomenclature let you do before reactions were a thing. It seemed like maybe you could cast it even if it wasn't your round or maybe you had to cast it, which would really suck. Well, yeah, we're falling. You had to cast well, it in the fall. You better hope you're falling for a round, I guess, you know. Exactly. Or something. Find familiar. Now, familiars were great, but they were a double-edged sword. If he died, you were pretty much going to die too. 
Hold portal. Ooh la la. Powerful. Really situational. Very. Identify. That's another one you want loaded yeah, up and ready to absolutely. go. But that's like, let's go back and rest. You want it in your spell book, but you don't want that as your prepared spell. Right, yeah. But definitely you want it in your spell book. And now, well, we'll jump around, but you can cast it as a ritual. Speaking of yeah. jumping around. Jump. Jump. Which is a good spell. Light. And, and you know, you take it for granted because now it's a cantrip. But back in the day, can you imagine giving up your precious one spell slot for light? But if you're in nope. that dungeon deep dark and the draft blows out the torches or, you know. You want to hear the second level? Sure. Second level. Audible glamour. Ooh la la. Continual light. There yeah, you go. It's kind of Cast that on the copper piece and yeah, hang it around. Give it to neck. the rogue yeah. so that he can have a light source whenever Palm he wants it. it. Yeah. Put it in the uh, scroll tube. For make a flashlight. Make a flashlight, flashlight, kids. Yeah. And see, this is where we're talking about spells that might sound at first like, no, it's a lame spell. No, it. Uh, by the way, did I hear you not mention sleep in the first level spells? Oh, you're right. I cut off just because of the way the table's laid out because mm-hmm. I didn't ma- mention the most classic of all, Magic Missile. Yeah, I was going to say the most iconic Magic Missile. Back in first, Magic Missile. That's that's a must-have in your spellbook too, I think. I wouldn't but, worry about it at first level because it's just one yeah. missile that does a die four plus one. But what made it sexy back in the day was, and I'm going to digress, Eddie was kind enough for some of our younglings that were like, we want that old school experience. We ran a game of, Eddie ran a game of first, second edition D&D for the, just the taste for people that were kind of newer to gaming. And what was a goblin? And Eddie goes, all right, take him out. You know, we put, because I put the others to sleep. They all failed their save and went sleep. Teehee, if they even got a save. But, um, no, they didn't. That's right. It's yeah. by hit points. It's by hit points. So technically, it should have knocked all the goblins out, but we knew we had one player that was champing at the bit to kill something. That hadn't been able to play D&D. And, in months. And yeah, months and so months. So here's their chance. So Eddie goes, one of them conveniently, wink, wink, didn't fall asleep. So let her have her fun. She swings. She misses. First edition D&D. Swings and misses. We went around the table twice before someone finally connected on this goblin. So when I say that, yeah, I mean... You know, a spell that hits automatically, it only does a die four plus one, but in the early games, the monsters didn't have as many hit points, and it automatically hits. But on average, it's about as good as one sword stroke from the first level fighter. Yep. So, yeah. Meh. yeah. It, it's nice to have. It's classic and iconic, but it's not the must-have spell. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Mending. And that was because that could be reversed as... Um, Tearing or messing up or whatever, destroying or something. But yeah. Message. Situational. Situational. Yeah. Is it Nistel's? Yeah, Nistel's magic aura. Aura. Yeah. Me. So you can make something appear as if it's. Magic. You can make the big bad evil guy. Is that does it do alignment too? I, th- I just thought it was the one where like, hey, I want to go try to pawn this item off on a store and make them think it's magic. Oh, I'll cast Nistel's magic aura. So it just literally gives it a magical aura, even though really the sword doesn't do anything. So you can, anyway, I, that's my, it's been it. a long time. Yeah. yeah. Protection from evil. Which is, was always a good spell. Push. Situational. And push or pull. You could reverse it. And yeah, no, I mean, if you're locked somewhere and like, gosh, if I could just reach that thing, you know, yeah. This was before uh, Magic Hand. Or if you're in the sky tower with no ra- no handrails, push is freaking golden. Oh, yeah. I push them back 10 feet. Yep. Well, then they're in the air. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's problem solved. They do a wily coyote, you know. And- 
read magic. That's Which, another one. It's a shame. Before cantrips or whatever, I mean, that was a first-level spell. And you'd figure, how are you a wizard and not able to pretty much read magic at will? But nope, you had to give up a precious spell slot. Shield. And which was a, yeah, that was a weird one. But yeah, you still, you, you probably had it for sure. Shocking Grasp, another classic. That's a classic. If they're wearing metal armor, you know. And here's your must-have, Sleep. Sleep. I think we're in agreement on that. that That's was, the one to take. That's I abused the, the living crap out of sleep. Spider Climb. And that's a good one. Tensor's Floating Disc. That one's okay. Unseen Seen Servant. Now, here's the thing is, a lot of people would look at that and go, what on was crap, blah, blah, blah. Plus, you'd go, Tensor's is better if you're wanting a uh, porter to carry your crap. But what was good about Unseen Servant is, you'd put about a 25, I think the it could carry 25 pounds, maybe drag 50. You give it a great big bag of sand that's about 50 pounds that it can drag and have it drag it down the hall in front of your party. Oh, wait, there's a pit. Guess who just triggered the the the, the trap? Or there's a spike thing or something shoots out or poison darts. Mr. Unseen Servant, big damn hero, he took out that. If you don't have a rogue in the party, there's your trap finder, the Unseen Servant. And just to go back to shield, yeah. totally negates magic missile attacks. Yeah, so that was good. It provides the equivalent protection of AC2, which is which phenomenal. is good back in the day. Kids. That's really good. You wanted a low AC against hurled missiles. That's what I was it was weird against different things that had different armor classes. It but was weird. Armor class three against small prepared propelled missiles. So if somebody throws an axe at you, you've got an AC2. If somebody shoots an arrow, you've got an AC3. Mm-hmm. But what if somebody actually tries to hit you? You get an AC4. Mm-hmm. So, so it's weird. It's all weird the, that's first first engine D&D. You got all these different armor classes at Grant. It's like, can we just have it Grant 1? But yeah. But so, still. Yeah, that one. Shield is going to be gold as we go through the additions. But sure. here it's... It's weird. Yeah. And let's see. A duration of four, five rounds per level. That's not bad either. Not bad. It lasts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got it. I mean, yeah. Oh, and ventriloquism and write. Yeah. And then you cast a race and get rid of it. Yeah. So you can cast two spells right there and write down your notes and then another one to just get rid of it. Yeah. Some of these spells you're like, what? Yeah. All right. Second level, audible glamour. Yep. Continual light. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Darkness, 15 foot radiance oh, is a great yeah. one. Detect evil. Mm-hmm. Detect invisibility. No, that's one of the best divination spells of all time. ESP. Have you ever cast Fool's Gold? In 30-some-odd-year, whatever years. 400 years. Yeah. That one could be really great situationally. That's going to be that one time where you have a really good story. You're you're trying to bribe the ogre or whatever. Yeah, Forget. No, no, that's a good one. Yeah. You've you've just pissed off the king or this merchant or whatever. Forget about it. Boom, hits a forget spell on them. They forget everything that happened in the last, what is it, 10 minutes or five minutes or whatever. But what about invisibility? Oh, well, that's great. Except for that when you hit something, it went away. But still, you know, that, that's a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. I, I could tell you stories. That's safe characters. Knock is a classic. No, absolutely. Very we, classic we don't utility have a spell. How do we get through the locked doors? I'll prepare knock. Leomon's trap. That's a good one. Levitate. Now, if you got an archer in the party, Boom. Shoot him up in the sky. If they don't have range weapons, he's just got an open shooting gallery. I mean, here's one that can break things for you. Locate object. Yep. Cast. Like the other night, my boy was like, I'll cast locate object and we're going to 
we're going we're going to new to this dungeon real quick. Yep. Many yeah. a time, many a time. Yeah. Magic mouth. That's really good for your BBEG or whatever to cast and mock the party. Leave it. Yeah. Leave it on the doors and his. Yeah. But it's for the GM cuz everyone at the table should be having fun. The GM gets to have fun with that one. Mirror image. Oh man. Now see that right there was solid gold. I'd probably take that before I would take shield. I would yeah. take, you know. Let's see. Pyrotechnics. That one was situationally good. I could tell you a story where, yeah, I cast that. There was a bunch of orcs around a, a, a campfire, and I made it detonate. And boom, it blinded them. And then they're choking on the cloud of smoke. We rode in on them, blitzkrieged them. Bam. Yeah. Ray of Enfeeblement. That's a good one. Oh, the big bad's carrying a two-handed sword and clad in plate mail. I just dropped his strength by about five points. Guess what? Now he's encumbered or whatever. Yeah. Rope trick. No, now that was solid gold back in the day. I'm I'm telling you, I always had that rough rope trick. Scare. It was good. But Shatter. Yeah. Shatter's better now. That used to be kind of a, a very situational spell. Here's another classic, Stinking Cloud. That one could be good. But see, the thing was like, what if you're fighting undead or automatons? Things like Scare and Stinking Cloud don't work. So they're, they're situational. Strength. Strength's a good one, you know. Web. Web's good. That seems like a third level one, doesn't it? We'll see through the addition spells it's moved have got around. moved around, yeah. Uh, wizard lock. Yeah. If you've got that rogue in the party, I guess, that you really need to keep it. Well, I guess the thing was like w wizard lock is supposed to be like you can't be picked. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's got to be disenchanted or or knocked or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, so if you have that one guy that's going through your crap, there you go. So yeah. we agree on the first level. The uh, must-have is sleep. For the second, that one's a lot harder, I think. So what would your must-have be? My mind just goes, bing, mirror image. Yeah, I really like the defensive stuff, too. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That one, that one, of all the first few levels of the defensive abilities type spells, best one to me back then was mirror image. Most every character had it. Because if you get, you get enough images, you can really stymie the enemy, you know, for a while trying to attack you. They're attacking your images and not you, you know. So it's kind of cool. I will just to be different. I'll go with invisibility, and that's a so good you can one cast too. it on the rogue and let him go scout or something. Yeah, that way because in early edition D and D's rogue sucked because of the way the game was designed. It's like I'm a first level rogue. Yeah, you have about a ten percent chance to pick a lock or pick a pocket or sneak. Like, wait, what? You know, I'm I'm a rogue, darn it. Yeah, but you're first level, so you suck. Yeah. All right, when you get to second level, you actually get. Did you still get one spell? Do you remember? Seems like you still were getting like you getting one spell. I mean, but you know, it, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a long time for second edition because yeah. that is the forgotten child or whatever you want to say. Because yeah. it's not sexy first edition, mm -hmm. and it's not modern. Like I said, there you got one spell, no cantrips, and die four hit points in first and second edition. I say one spell in second. I didn't look it up, but I memory. I knew in first edition D and D, you got you had like four spells in your book when you leave your mentor, and you could you could prepare one, you know. And once you cast that one spell, you're done. And that's the other thing about not. I said, what separated the decent, the, just a guy who wants, anybody could play a wizard, but to play it well, it was knowing what spells to bring and knowing when to cast them. Because some people are like, just, they're going to bust their pants if they can hurry up and throw that fireball. But the GM's in there thinking, man, when they meet that gaggle of monsters later, they're going to wish they'd saved that fireball, you know? Um, so it's kind of knowing 
when to cast, you know, be, how to be patient and kind of read the, the situation, you know. So this is an even longer list of spells. So I'll blast through them. Affect normal fires. Alarm. Armor. Yeah. I'm assuming that's going to turn into mage armor. Yeah. Well, that was introduced in that um, that one gave you a set amount of hit points, which technically I can fifth edition is that necromantic spell uh, that I can't think of the name of, but the one that grants you know, temporary hit points or whatever. Audible glamour moves down hmm. to first. Uh, burning hands, cantrip, change self, charm person. You got to specify now. It's not just charm. Yeah. Chill touch. Man, that's classic. Yeah. It's been around forever, mm-hmm. but not, I guess, not exactly forever. Yeah. Color spray. Wow. Yeah. That was introduced. To, yeah. In second edition. I remember that. Comprehend languages again. Mm-hmm. Dancing lights, detect magic, detect undead, enlarge, erase, featherfall, find familiar, friends. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Gaze reflection. Interesting. Boy, talk about being situational, but that can yeah. be a solid goal too. Mm-hmm. Grease. See, so Grease was introduced. Wow. That wasn't in first edition? Wow. Uh, hold portal. Hypnotism. It seems like this is pretty much all the first edition spells, and then they're like, hey, look at all this other stuff we came up with. So this one would be pretty sexy for a wizard. You've yeah. got a lot more choices. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that was exciting for me going to second edition was the new spells. Identify. Jump, light, magic missile, mending, message, mount. Yeah, you could summon a like a a magical horse or whatever. Magical aura, phantasmal force, protection mm-hmm. from evil, read magic, shield, shocking grasp, sleep, spider climb, spook, taunt, mm-hmm. tensor's floating disc, unseen servant, ventriloquism. Wall of Fog. Wow, you get some kind of a wall at first level. That's and, and notice, I think Ventriloquism was a second level spell. It and Audible Glamour moved down from second level to first because they realized, meh. You know. And Wizard Mark. Oh. So, out of that, what is your must-have? I think Sleep was still sexy in second edition. I'm going to have to stick with Sleep. Shield is the same. Yeah. It's still a plus two, plus three, plus four. Okay. Or AC two, AC three, AC four. Yeah. It's hard to beat sleep. I don't see, I can't think of anything that I heard on here that's really going to make me go off of that. So Mm -hmm. let's ride the sleep. Yeah. All right. Yet another long list of spells coming at you. Alter self, bind, blindness. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Blindness, deafness, right? Nope. This is just blindness. Okay. But deafness is coming as a separate spell. Right. It's what I'm, yeah. But it's not the combo. Here's one that I was waiting to hear earlier blur. Oh, yeah. Because instead of having that mirror so, image. Oh, you know, I think, though, if we went back and looked, I think Blur was in first edition, but it was like a third level spell. They moved it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you. And if we looked at uh, Unearthed Arcana, yeah, some yeah, of the stuff yeah. would have come some in Some of the stuff came out in Unearthed Arcana. So I think Unearthed came out in between these editions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Continual Light, Darkness, 15-foot Radius, Deafness, Deep Pockets, uh, Detect Cody. Evil, <laughs> Detect Invisibility, ESP, Flaming Spear. Yeah. Sphere. 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 Fog cloud. Fool's gold. Forget. Glitter dust. Oh. That's one that's going to come up in ab- your life. Abuse the shnikes out of that spell. Another one to abuse hypnotic pattern. Mm-hmm. Improved mm-hmm. phantasm Control. Force. Control. Invisibility. Irritation. How irritating. Matt casts that every time he walks in my house. Duh. Not. Spades. No alignment. No alignment. Leomon's trap. Levitate, locate object, magic mouth, melf sat- acid, acid arrow. arrow, 
There's the classic one. Yeah. A mirror image again. Misdirection. Protection from cantrips. Pyrotechnics. Ray of enfeeblement. Rope trick. Scare. Shatter. Spectral hand. Stinking cloud. Strength. Summon swarm. There's one to drop on somebody. Oh, spectral hand. Summon swarm. Love, love, love those. Natasha's uncontrollable, hideous laughter. Uncontrollable, hideous laughter. Web at second level. Mm-hmm. Whispering wind. Next of kin. And wizard locked. So, out of these, you gonna ride the mirror image? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I didn't realize how many, how much sexiness was added in second edition. Yeah, it's because man, a wealth of. Let me tell you, summon swarm is one of those spells that kind of goes under the radar. But I broke some encounters with summon swarm, you know. But gosh, it's a tough one. There's a lot of there's a lot of sexy right there. Yeah, it's really useful. Yeah, but mm, a lot of good stuff in there. But yeah, I might go just just because I'm like, oh, it's like, ooh, summon swarm, absolutely. And I think I'll go with the one that we cast every time we podcast. Irritation. <laughs> no, that's what you cast when you walk in the house. For us, on our dear listeners, we always cast Tasha's uncontrollable, hideous laughter. laughter. Yeah. The worst. The worst. So, yeah. But you notice now cantrips are in there, but you had to give up like a first level spell slot to get cantrips. Like a, so that's still a thing in second edition. All right. Now we're moving on to your expertise. But I don't have the third edition books. Yeah, but you've got... I've got 3.75 Pathfinder book. Yep. Now you've got cantrips, but they're still like weaker spells that don't... Like like now in fifth edition, you take a cantrip, oh, I hit fifth level, it does an extra die. They kind of grow with you, some of the cantrips, you know, as you level. But the cantrips were weak sauce spells, but you at least got those. But you got a set number. They weren't cast at will like they are now. So this is like the, the, the 3.5 and Pathfinder are the, the first, you know, dedicated cantrips as a separate level of spells or whatever. So as a first level wizard in third edition, do you remember how many spells you get? It can't be just one anymore, right? Probably. I think it may have been two or something, but I don't know, man. 3.5 still wasn't. The wizards weren't getting the kind of love they get now until fourth or fifth, you know. Hmm. But, All right. Here we go. Wizards and sorcerers, mm-hmm. so sorcerer has made the scene now, Yeah, are sharing spells. Right. So here's what you got. Ab- in, oh, it's divided up by the classes. By the schools. Of, so we'll be all over the place with this. Yeah. Alarm. Endure elements. That's one that can be situationally good, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys are going into the hellfires of blah, 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 blah. And they took hey. that out in 5th edition, ironically enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold that portal. That one was good enough that it had to stay through all editions, right? Ugh. Protection from alignment. It's called chaos, evil, good, law, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Shield. An invisible disc gives you plus four to AC. It still blocks magic missiles. So, shield got a little bit maybe sexier there. Yeah. And you don't have to keep up with it 15 different ways. Exactly. Grease. Mage armor. Plus four to your, to your AC. So, I mean. So, you that, cast mage, mage armor, armor and shield. Ta-da. I mean, you know. But if you've got to do either or, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Mage armor is the one that you wear around. Yeah, yeah. That lasts. Plus, longer. I think yeah, mage armor lasts for like eight hours. So like, oh, we're going in the dungeon. Let's me let me cast mage armor and forget about it. Mount, mm-hmm. which can be handy, very oh, yeah. situational. Mm-hmm. An obscuring mist. Obscuring mist. Summon monster one. Mm-hmm. Unseen servant. Now here's where 
Summoning spells were kick-ass in 1st and 6th edition D&D. In 3.5 and Pathfinder, what sucked would be like, it'll last for a number of rounds equal to your level. Holy crap. So if you take your first level spell, a first level summon, you cast it'll last one round. So it'll show up, nibble their bum, and then disappear. Wow. Talk about worthless. But other than a, what, summon swarm, we haven't even been able to summon to this point, right? Unless it was your unseen servant. Well, and here's the thing: was the summon spells you didn't get the first one until third until third level spells. But they were a little and, more useful they, when they started yeah, off. I can remember summoning a swarm of goblins that kicked some ass and they hung around for a while. You know, that was cool. But that's still summon, yeah. And unseen servant. Hmm. Then you've got comprehend languages, detect secret doors. Man, that seems like a waste. Yeah. Somebody in the party should be covering that. Yeah, you would hope. Or just be an elf, right? Yeah. Detect undead. Identify. True, sti- true strike shows up. Yeah. But actually, that's been that around before. But yeah, I know. I don't think this. I think three point five is when true strike first showed up. Um, but yeah, of course, you know that's something that has become a, a, a cantrip or whatever. Or is, are you reading cantrips? No, this is this first, first level. So yeah, so to think so that, that one would get bumped down. You had to give a first level spell slot up for that. Yeah. Yeah, you have to cast. To get a hit on the next one. And you're like, that's... So right. you've wasted a round. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, not mm-hmm. for me. Nope. Charm person. Hypnotism. Sleep. This sleep puts four hit die of creatures into a magical slumber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Burning hands. Floating disc. Magic missile. Shocking grasp. Color spray. Disguise self. Magical aura. She's fired. Now, she I don't think... To claim bef- that up anymore. till now, we haven't heard of disguise self. And there was what, Alter Self. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty much the same. Yeah. But that was, I think, a second level spell? Yeah, before. that's true. So now it's first. Silent Image. Ventriloquism. Cause Fear. Chill Touch. Ray of Enthibblement. Animate Rope. Whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo. Enlarge Person. Erase. Expeditious Retreat. There, that one can be a really handy one. Oh, yeah. Featherfall. Jump. Magic Weapon. That's pretty useful. Oh, we're fighting a phantom wraith or whatever. Oh, let me cast magic weapon on your sword. Reduce person. Mm-hmm. Which is enlarge, reversed. Yeah. I just give it to you reversed. So, out of that, you still riding with sleep? Is it sleep forever? Yeah, well, because I think st- sleep's still pretty sexy here. I think. Well, yeah, it was four-hit-die creature. Yeah. Not quite as sexy, but... But I will say there's some ones in here that situationally are solid gold. Yeah, cause fear. Uh, no, Don't put them to sleep, make what, them run away. To animate rope, you throw the rope at the guy's feet, zoom it, it binds him up, ties him down. You just, the rope hog ties that warrior for you. You're just taking him out of the fight, you know, with the animated rope. You know. So is that what you're taking for your one spell, animated rope? No, but I'm just pointing out that <laughs> you were, you seem thoroughly unimpressed with that one. It's I've won some fights with that one. Yeah, yeah. It's if that was your one well, no, trick I mean, to go to is what I'm saying. What well, like it's still like all oh, like a lot of these are situationally, but in the right situation, we saw like oh man, well like silent image when you've got like oh shoot we're we're on this narrow, uh, what would you call it, precipice or something trying to get up some chasm and all of a sudden enemies pop up on the ridge and they're just feathering you just a hail of arrows if all of a sudden you go i'm going to use silent image and i'm going to cast a boulder over here i'm going to hide behind that boulder 
per 3.5 rules or whatever, like trying to shoot at you, like they can't even, if they can't see you, they can't draw a line of fire, but they just simply can't shoot or they have like half to roll natural. I mean, it was really hard to hit somebody. So if they believe the boulder's there, you've just, they can't shoot you anymore. I mean, how cool is that? Oh yeah, no, that but that's classic. very situational. I mean, but in the right situation, it's solid gold. Which I think in fifth edition, my ranger had that because mm-hmm. he had the, wizardry thing whatever that was mm-hmm. where it's like the magical archer sort of thing mm-hmm. and that was like yeah throw up a silent image mm-hmm. and make it of like a barricade mm-hmm. they believe it's a barricade so you get all the advantage of it exactly you know all right second level arcane lock obscure object protection from arrows situationally yep resist energy that oh yeah can be really handy mm-hmm. acid arrow fog cloud glitter dust summon monster two Summon Swarm, Web. Now, what's funny was you, you look at Glitter Dust and you go, meh, it's really, the, oh, it looks yeah, like the crux was... of the spell is about it within the sphere of this cloud and it's glittering little moats that are dancing down reveal anybody that's invisible. So here the thing is, if you figure, I don't want to take Detect Invisibility because that's all it's going to let me do is Detect Invisibility and what if there's no invisible enemies in this whole adventure, what a waste. Well, that's where if you take Glitter Dust, hey, it detects invisible foes. But more importantly, it has a chance to blind anything in that cloud. Yeah, we're not that far into this list of spells, but I think I'm going to take this as my third edition lockdown second level spell. Yeah, Glitter Dust. Glitter Dust. Because in 3.5, here's the thing that was really great about it. Um, in first, second, third edition, you had spell resistance. Thank God that went away. But anyway, because it was bad enough, like, this monster has amazing saving throws, but on top of that, it just has outright spell resistance. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, now you just take a legendary action and shrug it off. Exactly. Well, yeah, but at least there's that. But the thing about it is, I can remember these monsters that were like like an ancient black dragon flew down in Living Greyhawk, and to this day, we talk about TJ's wizard ghost, Glitter Dust. Well, it still gets a save, uh-huh. But it, it didn't. But it had innate spell resistance joint, not against glitter dust, and it, the gym clunked out a one and said, "Well, I'm gonna hand wave this encounter because he knew that dragon was absolutely boned, being blind in 3.5." And I can remember many like it was a golem, and we were like, "Oh man, golems are magic resistant." And I went glitter dust, and someone goes, "They think they didn't even have eyes." I said. It doesn't matter. It's got some sort of magical apparatus that lets it see. It doesn't have tremor sense. Or and this like is that. a spell. And then the gym goes, make a good point. Well, let me make it save. Clunk. Yep. That iron golem just got blinded. Well, let me just hand wave this. I mean, you bone that thing. But with that, you make a good point that we haven't talked about is where to cast your spell. Yeah, well, if yeah. it's something that's going to have to make a save. Mm-hmm. Don't cast it on it. If it's something that's got spell resistance or magic resistance, mm-hmm. don't cast it on it. The classic being darkness or silence. Silence, I was going to say. Yeah, like in, in 3.5, if you cast the silence on the creature, it got a saving throw and it was going to save because that's 3.5. But on the other hand, you'd go, oh, I'm not casting on him. See that blade of grass at his feet? I'm targeting that blade of grass. And the GM goes, wow, really? Well, I'm not targeting him directly. You see, this the kind of shenanigans, but and at that point, zoink. Now, sure, he can move away from that blade of grass, but if you've got some warriors harrying him, ready to take op attacks if he shifts away, tee-hee, you know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, rolling along. Detect thoughts. That one can be really good for just figuring out if somebody is there. Yeah. Locate object. See invisibility. Gold, gold, gold. Day's monster. Hideous laughter. Touch of idiocy. Just Boy, a I touch. Hate when that happens. Just a touch. 
Continual Flame, Darkness, Flaming Sphere, Gust of Wind, Scorching Ray, Shattered Shadoobie. And I think this is when Shatter really came into its prominence, wasn't it? From all these third edition stories I've heard. Shatter those weapons. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be one of the spells that you'd hate to come up against, especially the warrior. Yeah. Because it's my beloved blade of so-and-so. Boom, shatter. Blur. Hypnotic pattern, magic mouth. Minor image, mirror image, misdirection. Phantom trap. Phantom trap. It traps items. It makes items seem trapped. Oh, my. That's interesting, but boy, when would you really... Yeah, talk about... But that's where, like, again, a way to shine between the, the, the also-ran wizard and the great wizard is you take these spells that most people pass over and you think of that clever way. And it's sometimes the most innoxious, boy, what a clunker spell, in the right player's hand becomes so broke you're going to piss a GM off, you know. Yep. Yeah. Here comes your blindness, deafness. Now you get the combo. You get the combo. It's one spell, but you get to choose the effect. One or the other. So with this, you probably get a save. Yeah. Unlike the glitter dust, like your magic wizard comes in. It, unlike nowadays, almost fourth, fifth edition, like, oh, you get to save every round, la di da This was where, like, you they get that one save, but if they fail it, they are blind. They well, are better deaf. off casting blindness or glitter dust to get around the SR and MR. Well, and it, and it, when it's like it's, it's, it's situational. But here's the difference. With glitter dust in 3.5, if you failed... You're blinded for a number of rounds equal to your level. So you're going to be, you know, third, fourth, fifth level. You're going to blind them for a while. But if it's one of those situations where you're just kind of maybe hateful about it, whatever, or figure, whatever, I mean, they're blind. Like if I blind that dragon and it does fail or whatever and I get past SR, it's blind until forever. Forever. Until, until it gets that dispelled like, off. It, of it gets like, yeah, remove curse or dispel magic. It is blind. It is deaf. So that was pretty tough. You know, and I think those were necromantic spells. So if people yes. that used to specialize, you know, there was a time when being a specialist, like now in fifth, oh, I'll specialize. Wow. What about all the detriments? There are none. In the earlier game, if you specialize in a spell school, you got a little Benny, but you took some serious detriments. So if you did go like necromancy, that was going to be one of those spells you're going to be thankful to get as a bonus spell or something. Mm-hmm. And anyway. speaking of that. Could you always specialize? You could specialize in second. I don't know if you could specialize in first or if you could just go, I'm an illusionist. Could you specialize beyond that? Because illusionist and magic user were two different things. Yeah, they used to be two separate classes. In first. And first. And now that you mention it, maybe you couldn't specialize in first. But I'm fuzzy. And hopefully, dear readers, help us remember. You know, reach out, whatever. But I know that, like you said, in second edition is when you could start going, I'm going to be a conjurer. I'm going to be yeah. an evoker. I'm going to be an abjurist. And the thing about it was you got one bonus spell like at each level or something from that school, but you had, you were denied spells. You get an opposing school. Two opposing schools. Not just one, but two. So like, you were like, ugh, like you're not going to get any, like I'm going to be an evoker. It was usually something that was going to hurt. Yeah, you're not going to get any enchantment charm or, you know, conjuration or something. And you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, and you start looking at what you're missing, you're like, ugh, you know. All right, so, in necromancy, like you said, I think yeah. this is the first time that you get to command undead. Yeah. Do anything oh, cool if you wanted to play that necromancer. I broke some adventures with control undead. So the rest of the time, it's probably like third level raise undead where you're making your own. Yeah. So this is the first one I think that you can at least take one over if you see something. But that spell. Which is cool. Was so broken because, okay, with raise undead, like, well, you can raise a couple of skeletons or zombies. With that spell, this is a second level spell. 
It's like, ah, here comes the storm giant skeleton. It's a skeleton, you say? It's mine now. And guess what? If it's a not a traditional sentient undead like a vampire or a white, a white or whatever, oh no, it doesn't get a saving throw. Boom, I've just made that 50-foot tall storm giant skeleton my bee, and now it's running with my party casting those lightning bolts and pounding stuff. Teehee, that's when the GM goes, yep, I'm going to hand wave the rest of this adventure. Here's the one you were thinking about earlier, false life. Yeah, false life is the one that like will grant phantom hit points and stuff. Ghoul touch. I'm surprised we haven't talked about that one earlier. Causes paralysis. That's cool. Scare and spectral hand. Mm-hmm. All right, transmutations. Alter self. Bears endurance. Bull strength. Cat's grace. I'm going to go ahead and skip to eagle splendor. Fox's cunning. Owl's wisdom. The various stat enhancer yep. spells that came out in third edition. Which those are kind of cool. No, I, well, they add like plus four, I think. So, I mean, wow, four strength, four con. That's yep. pretty sexy. Four decks. Yeah. So I want to touch on one. Like Spectral Hand came about in, in third edition. Love that spell. Or, or man, was that in second edition we were reading earlier? Spectral Hand. I think it maybe it, it was. was in second. Yeah. So what's cool about that one is, remember I said my one character was a Theurge. So, and plus I said I liked it. I was a bit of a buffer. A lot of times you have to touch somebody to give them that buff spell. You're in the heat of the combat and uh, – your allies 60 feet away where you can't get to him with the spectral hand. You could deliver all these touch spells and plus something like that ghoul touch we're talking about. That's a pretty cool spell. But remember we said, what is the thing about wizards? Stay away from the combat. Stay out of combat. You could deliver the touch spells at range, great range, seemed like a hundred feet or something with the spectral hand. So it was really a great spell. You might not take it early on, but later on you would take it to deliver to either buff or heal allies or to use those touch spells without Worrying about you getting getting retaliated when you get up in the... It was dumb to get up in the fray and try to do a shock and grasp or a ghoul touch or a chill touch. But with the spectral hand, you know, you're solid gold. Okay, dark vision. That's a useful one. Mm-hmm. Knock, levitate, make whole. Repairing an object. Sounds like mending, you know. Uh, rope trick. Spider climb. Whispering wind. And... You'll have to remind me on third edition. Now, if you here. notice, I want to think Spider Climb was a first level spell in first or second edition. But you yeah. notice here, it's a second level spell. Well, here's one for you. I don't think we said find familiar. Was that a class feature of the wizard? In third edition, it was a class feature. You just yeah, automatically you just got a familiar. It was pretty crappy. But then again, if you were a clever player, you could make that crappy familiar work to your advantage. So out of these millions and millions of second level spells, what do you like? I think we already said Glitter Dust was solid gold. Was that second or first, though? That should have been second. I'll bet your life on it. Okay, then. Yeah. I'll take that bet. Mm-hmm. So now we've burned through those. What's going to be really difficult is the fourth edition stuff. Okay, do we? Who do we, remembers it? Are we going on that long? Yeah, but why not? They got nothing not? to do. Yeah. You're, you're on social lockdown. Now, you notice as of, like, fourth edition, gosh, it's hard to remember. Like, I don't know if Cantor should be a Listen to this thing. one in pieces. Yeah, that one was weird. Um, I know, but like I said, as far as, you know, so you look at how the cantrips weren't even in early editions, then they were added in kind of half-acidly, and then, is that a word? Um, and then like in fourth, I don't even know cantrips were a thing, but the spells and abilities, there was like a minor action and a major action and all that kind of weird. And a yeah, utility you action your, uh, and... What is it? At wills. At you can wills. do that as much as you want. Right. Then your encounter spell. Yeah. And so it's almost kind of like everybody had a cantrip, if you will. It was only in fifth edition that you know you have what we have now, which is these spells you can use at will that level with you, and you know all that sort of thing. So here are your at wills for fourth edition: cloud of daggers, 
Wow. Yeah. Which is magic missile. Yeah. So you can just magic missile all day. Yeah. But it was one missile or something seemed like, you know. But it's got to go up, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, historically it did. So I think it was, yeah, as you leveled, you got more. So that was kind of nice. 2D4 plus intelligence modifier force damage, which force damage was gold back then too because all those wraith or specters up you only do half damage against them unless it's force and you notice it did two die four there so even though you got less missiles it did more damage something like that i can't remember ray of frost scorching burst thunder wave thunder wave which is still a spell in fifth edition so you see there's things that migrate over from fourth edition to fifth there, there's things that have been retained through the that have been added with the different so you would get to take more spells here which, God help us, we're not going to try and figure that out right now. Yeah. <laughs> How many mm-hmm. you get? But out of this, I'll take the old classic magic missile. Sure. Yeah. Now you get your encounter spells. These are your... One, and then we're going to have dailies. Oh, wow. That's right. Dailies. Yeah. So you got Burning Hands, Chill Strike, Force Orb, Icy Terrain, and Ray of Enfeeblement. So is this the first introduction of Force Orb? Or was that, or, or was there a chromatic orb? It was chromatic before that. And it was in what? Second edition was when that came out? Yeah. When that said force orb, force is one thing. Chromatic is one where it can be any kind of energy. I don't know. You do 2d8 plus your intelligence modifier and force damage and make a secondary attack. The secondary attack is each enemy adjacent to the primary. Oh, so it like shatters. So boom, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. So maybe we're taking that. So that sets that apart from the chromatic orb or whatever. Then you get your sexy dailies. Mm-hmm. Acid arrow, flaming sphere, freezing cloud, sleep. So, wow, so Acid Arrow drops down from second level, which has been the whole time, to a first level, but it's only usable once Which also day. does 2d8. Yeah, not bad. Wow. An ongoing Acid. Yeah. So, what of that do you like? Uh, sleep now does each creature in a burst, intelligence versus will. Uh, it's a burst, too, with 20 square, within 20 squares. Boy, remember those days? Yeah. This is really a throwback reading yeah, this. Yeah, it's odd. We, we played a campaign for about a year and a half in 4th yeah. edition, but yeah, we, we... But like we said, 2nd is unloved, 4th yeah. is also. Oh, is I think so much more unloved. reviled, you know. Because at least, well, there will be people that have fond memories of 4th, and I'm not going to go on the I hate 4th edition rant. I'll leave that to Matt. No, no, you know, it's funny. It was, I kind of just kind of going along, go, oh, yeah, yeah, but overall, I don't, I don't really buy into the whole... Fourth edition hatred, oh, but yeah, I would like to revisit it. second edition some. Oh yeah, I don't really need. No, to no, 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 no. I, I didn't. I didn't. Well, the one thing I'll say is, for a guy who loves to play wizards and who's played a lot of wizards, I don't like the way they handle wizards in fourth edition. And there's, some and really I wasn't good, alone. There's some really good board games that came out during the fourth edition days. Check those out. And you it's think a about lot of the same rules. And what's hilarious is though the dynamic of the game translated well into a board game. Yep. What does that tell you though? Yep. This could have, should have been. Just like a board game or something. But, so yeah. out of that, what do you want? Acid arrow, flaming sphere, freezing cloud, or sleep? You know you want sleep. Yeah, I'd probably still go with sleep. It's just a money maker. Level two utility spells. Expeditious retreat, featherfall. And I think fourth edition is where we started seeing reactions, bonus actions, bloodied minions. You know. So you're just picking up since we haven't played fourth edition for so long i guess once you hit second edition or second, second level, level you're only picking up utility a, spells a utility spell. of expeditious retreat feather fall jump or shield that's shield it. shield it is 
Because he knows that's the first defensive spell we've heard so far. You gain a plus four power bonus. Power bonus? How do you like that? Yeah. To AC and reflex defense until the end of your next turn. Oh, yeah. See? So shield was good. But to think, like I said, unless I've not paying attention, that's the first defensive spell I've heard you yeah, mention. Yeah. Really? So really you have to, odd. hopefully you can survive till second level to get some defense. So we burned through those spells really fast. Yeah, well, there's less spells, yeah. Well, because now everybody worked about like that. You, know, you had the warrior, had his special warrior abilities that were, um, you know, he got pick one of these at wills, pick one of these utility once daily. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, everybody like mechanically had the same number of bells and whistles or something, you know. But a lot of your traditional. Uh, wizard players didn't like that because like I like my I liked it I have a book full of spells I have to think well where are we going oh, we're going into the swamps okay well there might be trolls let me bring some fire spells and some acid spells oh it's going to be wet and nasty let me bring spells to protect us from you know the environment or whatever well here's know? one that I don't know if we have really mentioned make this podcast go as long as we can why should you play a wizard as opposed to anything else I would say the versatility. Yeah. Nobody can really beat that. And that that's why, I'm, and it's like, I don't want to bash on anybody, but I get aggravated with people that like, ah, oh, play a wizard, yeah, and all they want to do is just kind of blast stuff. It's like, it's to me, I'm thinking, man, you're missing out on so much because there's so many cool things you can do, you know, with all the utility of, of a wizard. That's Which is shiny. not to say you can't you know throw some fireballs. No, absolutely. And, you know, but, I mean, you can play an invoker, but still in your back pocket, you know, have... Because I played a blaster the other day, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Because sure. I don't even have to be in the combat; I'm just raining down fireballs, yeah. which was very sorcerer-like. Mm-hmm. But when it came time for the what is it, Liaman's tiny hut? Mm-hmm. Boom! There it is. Well, when it came time for a wall of force, mm-hmm. there it is. Yeah, and that's what I'll say about fifth edition: is you know you have they have like I said the unlimited casting cantrips, the cantrips that level with you, and then also that's when we start seeing ritual casting, arcane recovery, which is the thing where with a short rest once per day you can get back half your level in spells. Um, you, we're seeing the first time you have a you have a die six hit die, um, you know instead of the die four hit points. So that's we're about fifth edition, you know. Um, yeah. Fifth edition, we can probably already say what our spell will be. If you if you had to take one of these, which nowadays you don't have to take just one. Exactly. You get like three or something. So if you had to just take one, would it be shield? Probably. I mean, if you just, yeah. Of course, you'd be like, well, what are you going to be offending with? Well, with my cantrips. Mm-hmm. So, I'm yeah. going to pop, pop, pop with cantrips but, but now how when sexy, you try to hit me. What is it? Plus five AC? But plus only five. until your turn comes around again. But still. But, but so if you have that mage armor. Exactly. But I mean, but what a great deal. In the in that moment, they're like, ha ha. 14, does that hit you? Dang, barely. You know what? Shield. would have. Yeah. All right. A lot of old favorites come back. Alarm, burning hands, charm person, chromatic orb, color spray. Hmm. Comprehend languages, detect magic, disguise self. Expeditious retreat, false life, feather fall, find familiar. Ah, there you go. That might be the one to take too. Find familiar is really, really broken in 5th edition. Yes and no. Okay. Go ahead with the no. Um, well, I'm just saying, I mean, you, you still, if you get your pet in the melee, they're going to die. Poof. End of story. But the but great thing hour, now, you can bring them back in an hour. And you don't lose a number of hit points equivalent to their hit points. Or and they can or use the help action all the time. Oh, yeah. It, and it doesn't the, hurt you like it did back the in the day. That's the wise player. Yeah. You know, and like before, they can deliver touch spells for you, I think, still maybe. And whereas before, you wouldn't want to do it because 
you put your familiar out there and they die, ugh, you're going to lose hit points, you might die, whatever. Now, oh, no, big deal, he's gone for an hour. Well, there's been a combo that I've been wanting to do for a while where you can give the uh, familiar dragon breath. That's cool. Just have that guy raining fire going through yeah. the thing. And that's what I'm saying, smart play. Like, if you share the right spell with it. You can scout everything ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, we played campaigns where we looked at people, if you didn't take an aerial familiar, we're going to take you out back and punch you. Because, yeah, the familiar, If when I'm looking over at the wizard, like, I'm not going to tell you to play your character, but I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Finally, we're like, why don't you send your pet ahead or circle the party? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. My owl, you know, circles Because back in the day, if anything happened to your familiar... Yeah. You took the damage off that. Yeah, you took damage. So your familiar didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It pretty much sat you in your pocket, in pocket and you went about your business. So what's the other benefit? Well, it's giving me some extra hit points. It but used now, to give you a battery of hit points, you know. Fine familiar. So no, no, with your three one. spells that you're taking or whatever. Oh, yeah. Plus take that one and cast it one Shield, time. So you have the familiar and you're mm-hmm. golden. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Fog cloud, grease, identify with ritual casting. Exactly. You better have, that one in have it in your book, but don't ever have it prepared. Uh, illusory script, jump, long strider, mage armor, magic missile, protection from good and evil, ray of sickness, shield, silent image, sleep, Tasha's hideous laughter, tensor's floating disc, thunder wave, unseen servant, witch bolt. Um. So I was going to say, now see, in this edition, you get three magic missiles right off the bat when you cast. So your three spells, I think you're thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah. You're taking shield, or you're taking find familiar, mm-hmm. and then you're taking the magic, magic missile. missile. And see, up till Boom, now, done, I wouldn't worry about taking the magic missile until I get up around about fifth level. Why? At fifth level, you're going to get three missiles. Now it's kind of worth casting. But no, would you get three missiles right off the bat when you take it now? Yep, I'll take magic missile. Because they're still, they hit automatically. Like, that thing's going to get away. If it gets one more round of running, it's going to be too far away to catch it. The thing's flying off, and the wizard goes, relax. Because mm-hmm. it, it fled because it was damaged so bad. Pip, pip, pip. Those missiles have a 400-foot range. They hit automatically. Hope you don't popcorn fart out a bunch of ones you just took the thing out and the party goes yay it didn't go to warn the bad guys or get away do we have to fight it later or something oh yeah solid gold all right second level ultra self arcane lock blindness deafness blur cloud of daggers continual flame crown of madness junk really if anybody out there can prove me wrong you post it I'll, there'll be a prize for you hmm i thought i'd seen some bards casting that around Maybe, but I'd be curious to see. Uh, the, uh, they need to help me understand how that's better than because in like suggestion, in the same level. Yes. Yeah. So wait a minute. You've got crown of madness or suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Darkness, dark vision, detect thoughts, enlarge, reduce, flaming sphere. Notice enlarge, reduce used to be a first level spell. Now it's second in fifth edition. It's, it's, gentle repose. Yeah, it, it's fun to watch how these spells have changed levels. Yeah, bump around the back and forth. Yeah. Or drop off and drop back in. Yeah. Because I think for some of it, they didn't, maybe it was they didn't want to pay the copyrights. Like, we had hideous laughter, but now we've got Tasha's hideous laughter again. The names come back in. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, gust of wind, hold person. Is this the first time we've said hold person? I think so. Uh, might be. Yeah. Because that one's been a cleric spell a lot. Yep. So maybe that's one that they picked up and shared, but yeah. Sweet. Invisibility, knock, levitate, locate object, magic mouth, magic weapon, melf's acid arrow. Notice magic weapon was a first level spell in earlier editions. Now it's a second level spell here. And then it goes away and moves around. So Yeah. Interesting. Mirror image, misty step. Wow. That's a solid and gold you one. You know, I love misty step. 
And that one's just coming in. It didn't come in. in it was in fourth edition. Was it? It was. You but remember, it must have been higher, right? I, well, I had an Aladrin who had it as maybe like an at-will ability, and then it became a spell in fifth. And I, I, don't quote me on that, but I can remember in fourth edition, I had that basically. My tank was the, the what's the thing called where he's like a wizard warrior it was a class they introduced. Yeah, the Gish that they introduced. Blade Singers. Yeah, and I, he was like an Aladrin elf, and so he had Misty Step as an at-will ability, one of his utility or something. But, yeah, I'll take a pause here to say, for a wizard, Misty Step is beautiful. Well, and like me having that as a Gish, I remember one time, like, there's an enemy wizard back here on the other side of the bridge with spells. He's raining down artillery, and what do we said? Stay out of combat. That's what he's doing. And he's got a bulwark of melee types Across the middle of the bridge, we charge right at him. And right as I get to him, kazoink, I missed his step right past him and charging on that wizard and smoked him, you know. It was uh, really gold for a ranger, too, because mm-hmm. people want to engage you just like they want to engage the wizard and shut you mm-hmm. down. Uh-huh. You're like, nope, you got to me, but I'm gone. Zoink, I'm away, yeah. Uh, Nostril's Magic Aura, mm-hmm. Phantasmal Force, Ray of Enfeeblement, Rope Trick, Scorching Ray, Sea Invisibility, Shatter, Shadoobie. Spider Climb, Suggest, and Web. Yeah. And Shatter is kind of a baby fireball now. I was going to say, Shatter's way sexier than it used to be. It's definitely in 5th edition. It's almost like, I'd say at 2nd level, that's a go-to spell anymore. If I get to take 2, I'll take the Misty Step and the Shatter. Yeah, I would, yeah. And if you get to take 3. Tough, tough choices. There's some good stuff there. Whole person. Mm, hold person used to be really cool. You could affect up to three people with it. I think it's a single target spell now, and they get to save every round. But but that can be the... It can be. But I've, like I've always said... Even it may if, not be. If you shut the right monster down for one round, that could be, you know, pretty cool. So, yeah. luckily for you, dear listener, we're only doing this kind of tier one. Jeez, just imagine if we'd sat here and tried to go through... Nine levels of spells for everybody. This would would be, have, we could call this the Insomnia Cure yeah, Podcast. It'd have been a real yeah. grind. Yeah. And the one thing with fourth edition was going back and seeing it go up to thirtieth level. Yeah. That was so it seems wrong in my mind. <laughs> when you're like, hey, your twenty yeah. first level ability is gonna be this. Twenty yeah. first level yeah. you don't get past yeah. sixth most of the time now. Yeah. So Whatever, you, right? So, you know, I guess like 5th edition has Abjuration, Conjuration, Divination, Enchantment, which we used to call Enchantment Charm, Evocation, Illusion, Necromancy, Transmutation. So, and I think Transmutation used to be lumped in with something else before. But anyway, but so I'm curious, like, what's your favorite spell school and why? No. Not you. I'm talking about our dear listeners. Good. Yeah, as long as see, I don't have to answer see, the question. You're welcome. See, once I got to put you on the spot, and then I let you off. But definitely, you know, on Facebook or, or via our uh, email, which is no class RPG podcast at gmail.com, sound off. Listen, like, what's your favorite school? What's your favorite spells? Tell us why. Tell us about some really, like, broken combos and stuff. Tell us why we're right. Uh, duh. Tell us. It, fools. Tell us that we're wrong, you know. But Illusionists obviously do not count in this because oh that was a different school to start with. So we don't want to hear about your illusionist. <laughs> Do not tell us if you had a gnome illusionist. Yeah. If, I don't want to hear anything about gnomes, period. Get out. Get, yeah. You are blackballed. But I will say for a lot of these, like what school do you want to be or what kind of specialization do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Know your GM. 
talk to your GM in advance, especially for the illusionist. Yeah. So you hit on something that that popped in my head and then flitted away is, unfortunately, you might be the most brilliant player to ever decide to play a wizard. But if you have a rather narrow-minded or draconian draconian kind of shitbird game master – because some of these spells, it's kind of abusing a, a gray area per se, and that's where it, it's down to GM interpretation, you know. And that you should re, you should reward a player's creativity. These spells are a resource; it's limited. And if a guy comes up with a brilliant use for it, I'd like to think through the years I've rewarded that kind of. Play. Well, I'll give you an example. Is I, this was a bard? I think I was running at the time, and mm-hmm. I did a calm emotions on this big group. Mm-hmm. The GM shat all over it. Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah. like, oh, it doesn't work like that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And then the next time I was running, uh, Sean from our club nights cast that on one of the things. I was like, oh, dude, you're going to regret that. This isn't going to work like you think. But it was actually me that it didn't work like I thought. Yeah. So I had run it that one, or I had used it that one time and got crapped on by the GM. And I was so like, well, that must be how, how it works. No. It wasn't. I just needed to go back and learn no. it. And, because Good on Sean. Because it's ironic you should say that. I remember going to a con back in the day where I sat on a table playing a bard, and the guy looked at me, I swear to God, and said, oh, you're playing a bard? Well, I guess it behooves me to tell you I hate bards. And I was like, wow. I'm like, what the hell? I mean, you know, who, who does that? So yeah, he tried to, like, shit on everything I did the whole game. Like gnome illusionists? Well, now, that's different. I'm always going to shit on a gnome if I can. I got to admit, I will roll my eyes for a bard a little bit. If they're the typical, like, I'm going to try and screw everything in this dungeon. I've never It's been that done game. to death. Yeah. I was going to say, I've, it's funny. I had a bard named Lothario, but I didn't play him as the Lothario. The lascivious Lothario. No. It's okay to play a cliche, but Come they become on. cliches for a reason. Exactly. Think outside the box. But I was going to say, that's where, you know, bards are arcane caster. We've talked about wizards, but bards, sorcerers, whatever. It's I'm always impressed by a player that can think outside the box. I had a guy one time that I set up an encounter that really in retrospect was a real D move. I mean, basically it was a wizard floating in the air over a vat of acid with two troll minions in the room to hear you. He's invisible. He's levitating. He has shield cast mage armor, um, the orb of invinci- of of, invinci- of like spell invincibility or whatever. I mean, all these, you know, what was it called? The minor globe of invulnerability. So, I mean, you couldn't see him, you couldn't detect him, you couldn't, you know, how are you going to attack him? But I just kind of created that encounter and left it to the players to figure it out. And I remember both the players were kind of put out with me. And I thought, well, you can withdraw, you know, like do a fighting retreat with these trolls. But I love the guy playing the wizard. And I talk about this to this day. I was so impressed that he goes, he's looking through the book furiously and he's looking through his spells. And he goes, I cast summon creature and whatever level it was. And he summons a pair of, like you roll for it or something, giant bats. And he said, echo location. And I went, I'll be damned. And there might be somebody there goes, well, I don't think right. Man, I had made a pretty darn tough encounter and the players thought of something creative. I said, you know what? Sure. You see the bat start circling this one spot in there. And that's when he goes, all right, that's where he is. Focus all your fire there. And that's how they were able to, to beat this wizard or whatever. So creative you see what the player did there? That separates a good p- wizard player from a great wizard player. But you also need to know your GM and if exactly. that's going to fly or not. Like, all right, this all has got to be by the book or the most stringent, inter- the least favorable for the player ruling is what I'm yeah. going to get. 
So that's going to affect your spell choices too. My suggestion is don't play with those kind of game masters. Yeah. And I will say, <laughs> if uh, you can help it, when our good buddy Cody at the Longview Computer Center was playing an illusionist, that I really tried to go out of my way to accommodate those sort of things because that is illusion is one of those things that can get shut down in a hurry by yeah, the GM. That's one of those ones that if, if with the right GM, it's a, it's cool and it's awesome and you can have a lot of fun with it, but no offense. It's like for a first outing as an arcane caster, you go illusionist. I'm like, that's kind of a big boy. You've been playing for Cause I mean, honestly, illusion is kind of lame unless it's used very creatively, but if you in the right player's hands used creatively, Oh man, but I don't think right illusion GM. can hurt you anymore. Whereas it, back in the day, yeah, it was like, oh, I made phantasmal, this illusion of lava or something. Oh, yeah, crap. Yeah, the, the phantasmal whatever, those did damage, psychic damage or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the creative use of that stuff. Well, think if there's an actual pit of lava, but you create that it's not there. The guys charge at you. You know, I mean, see what you did there. But that's, think, be fast on your feet, thinking outside the box, you know. That, that, like I said, that, so that's, I'm not saying anybody out there, go play Wizard, have fun with it. But if you want to be the guy that people didn't like, I had a guy turn to me at one point, you know, let me pat myself on the back. But he said, dude, you were the MVP of this adventure because there were some encounters where he said, I ran this adventure in LG three and four times and I've TPK'd most every time. He goes, man, you pulled some stuff out of your ass, you know, and wow. And I'm like, wow, thanks. You well, know? like you said, you and Gary and TJ, that's sitting under the learning tree. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's one of the things that also do that when you join a group, if it's an established group or an older group or something like that, come in and play the fighter or something like that and study up on how you're going to play that wizard when it's your turn, when you get called up to the big leagues like I did. Yeah. And I'm going to add one more thing. I'm always telling y'all when I go, well, why should I come to a con? Well, that's me going to cons through the years, sitting with people that I don't normally play with, with different play styles. I've learned new tricks. When I came back to my normal play table, they're like, what the hell is this bullshit? And I'm like, check it out. It's perfectly legal. Here's the errata. I've already checked it before I even cast it. Like, is that legal? Yep. And it's broke. You know And I mean? I learned this stuff going to cons from other wizard players and stuff. I love one guy. He was a triad member in one of these regions. So I said, can you do that? He goes, I'm triad. And I cast this before at a, this, at a, at a GM who's part of the Circle of Eight. Those are the guys from the company that mm-hmm. controlled the Living Greyhawk around the world. He goes, that guy didn't shut me down. So I went, fair enough. You know, <laughs> I guess it's legit. You know, it was broke. You so know, but anyway, yeah. Test that stuff out with your GM. See what'll work. Ask yeah. yourself if, if you want to play a wizard, if that's what you really want. If you want to yeah. be a blaster. Check out Sorcerer. Yeah. Maybe Warlock has something that you want. Or you want to be a bard. Or even play, maybe if you want to do ranged, a lot of damage at range, hey, in 5th edition, Ranger is sexy as hell. You know, if you just want to blast crap at range, you know, I mean, let's let's talk here, you know. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, figure out what you want to do and how you want to play that character. Should it be a wizard? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are going to, they get jazzed up by the damage, damage numbers. But I can remember times in 3.5 where, I thought, yeah, I could have cast a lightning bolt at this thing. It probably would have saved for half, and I'd have done how much damage, man, whatever. And instead, here, let me cast Flight on the party's barbarian so he can get up in the air to that wizard or dragon, and he's going to beat the living crap out of it. And he couldn't have done that if I didn't cast Flight on him. Big damn here. And at the end of the night, when everybody's going, wow, Bubba and Pat on the back, you did so much damage, hopefully he'll lean over and go, well, I couldn't have done it without the benefit of the wizard casting flight on me. Thank you for having that prepared thinking to cast it on me. Jeez, you didn't get all the glory. But in the end of the day, that would have been a really different fight 
the unsung hero. Yeah, watch the barbarian. You're like, I do 100 points with max every swing. What do you do with that bow you're about to pull out? Date. You know, yep, it's going to be a long fight, you know. So anyway. All right, folks. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. Yeah. If you did, we'll do some more. I'd really love to do the How to Cleric. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot more that we can do on the wizard as we move up through the levels. Sure. And like I said, we can always talk about cheesing out your character. Absolutely. If you, you want to, like I said, you bring the crackers, we'll bring the cheese. But we don't want to give away all these secrets because we might end up running for these these. Uh, we might have to be on the other end. Cheesy wizards that we help them create, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, like I said, if you know some really broke, crazy combination of spells, let us know, you know. All right. Well... We took it a little bit longer on this one, but we figured your internet friends would spend a little extra time with you while you're on lockdown. We miss you. And hopefully, we'll see you soon. Later. Bye.